My waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Catherine Jagaday, and she's joining us today from the UK. And, you know, I've had Kate on the show before. She's written a really cool book. It's called Infinite Possibilities. And uh, But today we're going to talk a little bit about the COVID and what's going on um, here in the United States. And she's going to tell us what's happening um, in the UK and, and how they're dealing with it. But before I bring Kate on, let me give you a little bit of background. Um, Kate is a British television presenter and an author with a background in science. She was first introduced to metaphysics as a teenager by her mother, a former yoga teacher and education specialist. She developed uh, a penetrating and enduring fondness for the self-empowering teachings, teachings of Neville Goddard. And she remains just as steadfast devoted to spreading his message today. So after postgraduate research at Oxford, Kate moved to Switzerland to work at the World Health Organization. Well, she's going to give us some insight about that today. And where she developed educational resources for rural communities in sub-Saharan Africa. In addition to her academic science career, Kate has worked with the BBC Science Unit and the BBC Radio Oxford, and she served as news editor of the international journal African Health, for whom she conducted research trips and assisted in the establishment of learning resources and study center at one of Nigeria's forefront teaching hospitals. Well, Kate, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you, Nancy. So one of the things I need to mention, um, I was in the UK. I'm, it's my fault. I didn't tell you this beforehand. I'm in Lagos, Nigeria oh. at the moment. So um, I came here to do some, some charity work and that all got paused because of COVID. But yeah, that's where I'm talking to you from today. But everything else was right. It's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. So you're in Nigeria. I am. How long have you been there? So I got here on the 9th of March. Um, and things were going along swimmingly, and then all of a sudden COVID hit, and everything ground to a halt. But, um, yeah, I, I will be, as soon as I can get back to the UK, I will be back. <laughs> right. Now, so, well, so tell me what's happening in Nigeria. What's going on there? Is, are you quarantined, or, or what's the situation there? It's an interesting one because um, people, there's a lot of poverty, and, and so people who live day-to-day, who literally go out, sell whatever it is they have to sell and, and use that money to eat and, and to things and to things like that. They haven't really been, um, I, I don't want to say willing to comply, but they haven't been able. They don't really see how they can comply. People mm-hmm. who are better off, international people here, they've complied. My husband and I, we're at home. And, and the larger business owners, they've shut down. So it's, it's a mixed bag. If you go out into the street, you still see people moving around as though nothing has happened and then the police will come and try to disperse groups and things like that so it's and also because i think it's taken a little bit longer for it to to really register here Mm -hmm. whereas in europe when we see thousands of cases and lots of deaths and also in in america and places like that um it's been more real i think for people um so here it's taking a little bit of time now i think we're up in sort of the 500s of of cases and you know a kind of about 20 or so deaths Mm -hmm. slowly people are starting to realize okay this is a real thing and it's having an impact here as well now are you wearing the masks there too so um, I did when I went out. Uh, my husband's been a little bit stricter in, in the mask thing, but I, I tend not to, I haven't been anywhere. So um, I'm not having to wear it. But on the occasion, for instance, I had to go to the hospital for some malaria treatment. So I wore it on that occasion. But right. um, like I said, it's you, you see groups of people wearing it and, and then people not. And it's the same kind of, of dynamics, the same kind of distribution of people who are kind of following directives and who are not. Right. How's the attitude? Um, you know, Nigeria is an interesting place. Um, people, they just go for it. They have 
I think a kind of a, a, a funny relationship with life expectancy on the whole anyway. Okay. You know, if you have money, you're okay. But if you're poor, you know that anything can happen at any moment. So I don't think people are really worried about things like infectious diseases. And you see the same thing happened when there was the Ebola, Ebola virus outbreak. Um, the people of the, of the opinion that, you know, God is going to take care of me. And if he didn't, if he doesn't, then that's, that's his it will. It's time to so go. Right. right. So, so that's just the, the attitude. Like I say, it's, it depends on who you are. It, there's not that gradation of social class as there are in other countries. Right. You're either just you know, poor and just coping or you're more well off and you're able to kind of make measured decisions. Right. So it's very mixed. Well, I pulled up the stats this morning um, as far as there are in the United States, there's 800,000, 800,217 cases, 43,177 deaths and 72,561 recovered. But the interesting thing that I find as I listen and I look at stats, these numbers are about the same for the regular flu as far as the deaths go that we have every year. And I think that is um, really an aha uh, thing for people to realize that, wait a minute, we have like 60,000 flu deaths, you know, a year. And so what do you think? Do you think this is hyped? Do you think it's... You know, what do you th- how do you feel about it? I think it, it's important, like you say, to bring up those kind of stats. Um, I, I think part of the marketing has been we don't know what this thing is and what it's capable of, so everybody get excited. But it does feel to me like a social experiment. I think people involved in economics and modeling and things like that really want to see how people respond to pandemic because for any government it makes sense to know how people respond in crises on a mass scale, for example, for things like biological war- warfare. So I do think that some of the people in the know, the scientific community, I think they've been slow um, to uh, give us the kind of information that would help people to calm down. But it's Mm. important that we have people like you, people who can think and say, okay, you know, um, yes, we know this is bad, but far more people die of X, Y, and Z. I think it's, you know, it's like I say, it's a novel coronavirus. It's new and and it's exciting. But for me, looking at it through a metaphysical uh, lens or as a, as a mystic, I, for me, it's a, it's a learning moment. So right. um, everybody can relate to this however they choose. My perspective is that this um, is new in the, in the way that it took people by surprise. And so there's learning in that. The fact that something can happen that you're not expecting. I mean, we expect the flu. We expect things like heart disease and all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But how do you cope when something shows up that you're not expecting? And this right. is an opportunity for us to learn. Yeah, and I think that too. And we'll talk more about that. Um, you know, so what kind of work are you doing over there in Nigeria right now? Well, the plan was to do some uh, work with women in communities and empowering women and um, helping to shift the narrative around things like the expectations that are placed on women, even women who are educated, right? So your idea is that you're supposed to um, be a good wife and a mother. So there's a lot of emphasis on that and people get shut down, whether they're creative, whether they are entrepreneurial, whatever that might be. The culture here is that this is a woman's place. So it's, can I really challenge those ideas by showing women what's possible for them and for women who might be frightened to explore certain options, then um, I then come in with the kind of techniques, the devil techniques, you know, the visualizing and things like that. Well, not sort of strictly visualizing, but that's how I would, I would introduce right. it to right. people who are completely novices. Bearing in mind, this is a very religious country um, and words like metaphysics are kind of taboo words. So um, that's what I had hoped to do, um, to do some uh, public speaking and things like that. So yeah. I'm going to be, you know, doing that as uh, once we're able to move a bit more more freely but it all ties in with what I'm about and what I write about in my book I think that's awesome I think it's awesome that you're over there um, giving people um, hope that they can do other things other than just be a mom or just be a wife Uh, you know we all have talents and I think that's wonderful yeah um, I didn't realize you know I guess um, when you say metaphysical that really um, scares people sometimes because they don't know it's like the unknown i think more than anything don't you agree yeah because yeah absolutely people know religion Mm -hmm. 
What's the religion now? Are they Christian or what's the what's the religion in where you are? What is what's their? So there, there is um, traditional medicine or, or herbalism, if you like. Right. Um, so that was that's the real hardcore African culture and tradition. Nice. See, but I like that. Obviously, Europeans. Right, yeah. So the Europeans brought in um, Christianity, and then people from the Middle East and so on brought in Islam. So the country's mm. fairly well divided. The South is Christian, and then the, the North is mostly um, Islamic. So it's an interesting mix that even when you have people who are Muslim, they still observe their own uh, African traditions, and the same with the Christians. Oh, that's so. On surface, on the surface, people are really, you know, <laughs> I'm really yeah. Christian, or I'm really Muslim but um, they still observe the ancient sort of voodoo and things like that, those kind of practices. See, now that's scary. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, every time you think voodoo, you think, oh, that's kind of dark stuff over there. Well, and then have you talked to your family in the UK? Got family in the UK, I'm sure. Have you spoken with them? How are things over yeah, there? Absolutely. Um, they're all right. The kids are so happy, my nieces and nephews, that they don't have to go to school. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I think my... My mom's really enjoying just being at home with my dad and, and not having any of the young grandkids around. Um, so, I mean, just the other day, my mom had a slight wobble because, you know, it's like a lot of people are dying and they were hoping that things would be tailing off. But they've been OK. They're able to go out in the garden and get fresh air um, just to walk a short distance and, and, and come home. Um, I think there's a quietness that's kind of gripping the UK for what I, I gather. Mm-hmm. from what's going over there because it's sort of when is this going to end and then people are starting to feel a bit twitchy about the, the lockdown and all of that yeah and i think that's happening too we've got about one minute to break but when we come back i really want to talk about um you know what you write about in your book and you you talk about positive affirmations and positive thoughts and positive talk and especially in this time um this is really important yes Yes, absolutely. We need to stay positive because it has an actual physical uh, uh, impact on our bodies. I agree. I agree. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Catherine Jagaday, and she's coming to me today from Nigeria. And listen, um, if you want to pick up her book, it's called Infinite Possibilities. It's a really awesome read. Um, I had her on probably a year ago or so, wasn't it, that we talked about this book. And so we're going to share some of that insight with you um, when we come back from break. This is Nancy Yearout, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi, it's Nancy Yearout, and I'm here today with Catherine Jagaday, and we are talking about the coronavirus today. You know, some of the stuff... Um, 
it's interesting when you were talking, you were talking about your mom. I was listening to uh, a talk show myself yesterday, last evening, and uh, I had a lot of people who were saying that they were actually enjoying their time at home, that they were reading books, that they were catching up on all the stuff that they have not had time to do. And it's interesting to listen to a lot of the positive um, that is coming. You know, people are spending time with their family. I heard a lady say they're doing a puzzle. They're doing gardening. Now, some places they won't even let you garden here, believe it or not, in the United States. But what do you find? I mean, have you heard that too? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting in the way that people, in the beginning, when, when people were kind of confused and working out what was going on, once the dust settled, it's like, okay, wow, this is an opportunity for me to reconnect with family. I don't have to spend hours and hours on the commute to work or whatever it is. I can spend time with my kids, reconnecting with my partner and stuff like that. And then people began to realize that actually when they consumed positive content in place of maybe conspiracy theories or the pessimistic bad news coming from the media, they felt better. They felt more expanded, even in their enclosed spaces. And people, as from what I've observed from people's social media content, they suddenly became more inspired about things that they could do in their home, um, spring cleaning or whatever it might be, artwork and, and things like that. And, and it's just um, wonderful how when we do things that, make us calm and, in, and enhance our feelings of productivity, we actually release endorphins, those hormones that actually support and boost and regulate the immune system. So this is what's so important about what we do in this moment, how we use this time that we've been given productively. Mm-hmm. That's really, really crucial. Yeah, I look at it as a blessing. I um, I don't know. My husband and I have both been really careful, but, you know, we, I don't know, we've gone about our business, and I have so much to do. I'm always busy, and I enjoy being at home. I work out of the house, and I enjoy gardening, and he's just been really careful. I will say this, though. Back in November, December, um, we had, we both had a really terrible cold virus, whatever. And, you know, I got cough medication from the doctors, but I never went to the doctor, but it was the worst cold, chest cold I've ever had. And we're to the point where we almost think that we actually had it and got past it way before any of this came out. I think we had it. And I think that's the case with a lot of people. What do you think? Yeah, it's so funny you should say that. My husband said it to me just about a week ago and said, you know, do you remember we were sick, you know, and I had this really, really bad sore throat and this cough. Do you think we might have actually had this thing and and it passed? And I think that's really the case for a lot of people. It's interesting that you say that because people would have had come into contact with some coronavirus or another, whether it's this one or ones that are already in circulation um, and gotten over it or done something taken first to, but with all the attention and in the way that this one is being marketed, I I use that word deliberately marketed. Right. um, And the way it's being presented to us, people are suddenly afraid. And now that fear uh, releases stress hormones, which is going to make the effect of the virus on the body a lot worse. So it's really important that we're careful about how we're thinking, how we're processing. And actually, if people think about the fact that, I've been sick and I've gotten over it to maintain that my body has the strength. I have the immunity. And that's what people say. Well, well, what about those who are dying? Don't not to focus on death, but to focus on the fact that we are stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And sometimes we make well more, more than sometimes we make things worse when we become worried about things. Right. And and I agree with you. I mean, I, there have been a lot of people who have died from this and you know, my heart goes out to all those folks, Mm -hmm. but I I agree with you. I, I think a lot of us have had it didn't even realize we had it got past it because I told my husband this is the worst cough that I ever had I just couldn't believe it and it hung on for like a month it was ridiculous it was one of those things and when I and the doctor said oh it's, it's just a virus so you know they won't give you antibiotic so that makes yeah. me think that way even more so but yeah um now as far as um I have feelings that maybe this didn't come about the way we think it came about. I think there may be more going on behind the scenes. I know there's a lot of uh, dark out there, and the light, of course, always is fighting the dark. Tell me your feeling on this. Do you feel like there's something more to this, and then we're just not being told? 
I, I do personally, my thing is that I don't know what that thing is. So I try not to, to comment on it. I think if anybody has the ability to investigate that kind of thing, to look at data and, and be able to view it objectively, I think that's worthwhile. And if there are people who can look into this information and present it in a really balanced and, and truthful way, I think that sort of thing is going to be useful for people just on a, a human level, yeah. an everyday human level. But I think for um, people who are uh, prone to anxiety, it's the sort of thing that they should um, avoid right. because it's unlikely that those kind of people are going to be involved in, in doing anything that provides a solution to it. So if there's, if you have, if you know, members of your audience um, has the capability to put information together and disseminate it in a way that's clear and helps people to understand, then yes, it's important that we have this information. We can take it to our lawmakers, our legislators, and say, look, this is unfair. This is not right. This is, you know, we can hold people in positions of power to account if we are armed with information. So I think definitely, it's, it, I do agree there is more to it. I, I don't believe the stories that have come out about it, but there's just so much information. So um, I, I would say if you are clear minded and you have that kind of skill and you can, you know, analyze this kind of information, yeah, please do and put it out there. Yeah. I think that when you were talking before, just being at home now with families and your attitude and well, of course, the economic factor, you know, a lot of people are worried about money, but then um, we all have to worry about, you know, where, where money is coming from. But on the flip side, it's actually given us a chance to, we've had to sit down, we've had to be quarantined, be quiet with ourselves. And maybe we're starting to appreciate the things that are really important in life. What do you think? I absolutely agree. And I think that this moment has been so unique in that way because it's given it to us en masse, the global community. Right, you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has been told, come on now, sit down. This is uh, God, this is divinity, hitting the reset button and saying that we've lost our way. We've lost perspective here. We've really lost sight of what is important. When you think about some people, I can't remember where I read it, it might have been Facebook, where you know, the CEO of this company is, is in intensive care, something like that. And this is somebody who the family didn't see this man for 18, 19 hours a day. The yeah. children were literally growing up without him. And it's, and it's like, wow, this is, is this what's important that we work every hour that God sends because we want, you know, whatever it is, the house on the hill, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we've all been told to take stock and it might not be on that scale. It could just be people who are neglecting themselves and neglecting the people closest to them on, in a much smaller way, but in a way that matters. And so we're being forced to reevaluate some of the stuff that's important. So we've taken care of all the, the human side, time to take care of the psychological, the mentally emotional, and the spiritual. The spiritual. Yeah, and I think that will help people, you know, with prayer and meditation. I've been really big on the meditation. I On every show, I tell people, take 10 minutes, and I'll, I'll say it again uh, in the morning, and just meditate. Even if it's 10, 15 minutes, it doesn't matter. Quiet your mind and connect with God. Connect with source, whatever you call it, the divine, because the energy, that's where the energy will come to clear you. And I always tell people, bring the light down in through your crown chakra, bring it down through your body and balance yourself out. Um, because, and yeah, I, I love what you say about people taking stock and, and all of that because we get so wound up in our work and we get so wound up in every in outside things that we forget the, the really, we forget about ourselves, taking care of ourselves, just like you mentioned. And I think that's, that's really interesting. Um, the universe is just making us sit. And I, I love that because uh, it's making us, and I've been working on this, and you can tell me if you have, I bet you have, uh, just living in the present moment. Yep, I have definitely. I've been doing a lot of journaling um, on that and just didn't realize how far gone I had, had become in terms of being worried about things that are not important. Because right. now with all of those things taken away, <laughs> I'm still alive, I'm still living, I'm still breathing, I'm still me. And I'm being forced to live without those contacts, those activities, those actions. And so it's been really good for me because you find yourself worrying about what could happen as a result of or what has happened in the past. Right. And all we have now is the present moment. Right. I just love the way that this moment has really 
caused us to develop that kind of focus. Yeah, and it's hard to do. I will say that. I, I work on it um, all the time, and it's not as easy as you would think, uh, you know, to live in the present because, uh, me, you know, I get a, a thought of something that happened, and, oh, well, no, go, get back to the present moment. Get back to the present moment. So it takes it takes work to stay in the present. It really does. Yes, but that's all we have is the present moment. And I think um, that has um, maybe if people can, can start to do that a little bit more and not worry um, and to be more um, spiritual. Do you see people being more? What do you think? Do you think people are more spiritual at this point? Certainly from what I've seen on social media, a lot of the people that I follow on social media, for one reason or another, like people that even do sort of hair and makeup, they're all doing all these wellness quotes and these positivity quotes. and. and <laughs> And it's amazing to see that people for whom their whole life was fashion and, and makeup and nothing wrong with those things. I'm right. just saying that, that right. their life is suddenly sharing uh, quotes from the Dalai Lama and things like that. And you think, wow, this yeah. really has, has changed a lot of perspectives and what people think um, is important. It caused a lot of people to take stock. And even some of the YouTube channels, people are, they're really questioning, wow, what is my social media life all about? You know, and, because they can't see into the future they can't plan they have no idea what's going to happen next and so they are forced to engage in this sort of introspection which i think is really beautiful because they're becoming more whole when we are right. engaging on the spiritual side we're becoming more whole especially if all we've ever done is taking care of the human side right exactly we get, we got about a minute before we go to break and i think that's really cool i've seen that uh I, I like that people are praying like you're talking about and they're putting out quotes. I like that they're tuning in to some of the, um, like for Easter, for example, here in the United States, they had a lot of, you know, um, services online or on television or that you can watch it. And that was good. And that kind of feeds your soul because at this point, you know, we need our soul fed. Hey, listen, you guys, um, we're getting ready to go to commercial break here. This is Nancy. You're out. I'm here today with Kate. Jagaday, and we are talking about all the different things that are happening um, to our to humanity um, because of the COVID nineteen, and we're going to talk more about it when we come back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of the High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy. You're out, and we're back here with Kate Jagaday. And Kate, talk to us about what you see for the future for humanity after this thing ends. So I, I see people in um, a, a lot more control of their lives than they have been before. Um, I think people were really driven by what they thought they had to do or whatever. And now because we've had this moment to sit with ourselves, we decide what we want to do. We've decided what's important to us. And I don't think that perhaps employers, religious leaders, even politicians are going to be in a position 
to dictate to people in quite the same way anymore. And I think that's really a wonderful thing, particularly if this moment of introspection has led people to be become more caring, to become more loving, to become more creative beings. It can only benefit the world going forward. And to really to see a lot of things collapse um, in the financial world, it, it's scary. But I think what we're going to observe is that a lot of things that were necessary to go has gone. Um, people who thrived on corruption, being unfair in their pricing and the way that they treated people, health insurance, all kinds of different things. Those kind of companies collapsing and having to completely reevaluate the way they do business has to be of benefit to people because it wasn't helping them before. So I don't imagine it being worse. People are going to be, companies going to be reaching out to people needing their custom, needing their service, needing their subscription or whatever it might be. And so we're going to be the winners in the end. I think so too. I think um, I really believe, and you can tell me your thoughts on this, and I'm, I'm going to go a little further ahead. I believe this is the beginning. They say in astrology, it's the beginning of the, the time of Aquarius, but I believe it's time for people to wake up and pay attention to what's going on, just like you're talking about. Find out really what's important. And I think um, eventually, you know, there will be peace on this planet. I think this is the very beginning of it. Yeah, certainly. I mean, if that's happening within us, then it follows that it's going to happen in the world because we are the human beings in the world are the expression. We're the thing that makes whatever is happening in the world happen. And so the way in which this is, there's been such a quiet everywhere, such a calm, even in a country like Nigeria, um, even though I said before that people are still hustling, there is that quiet. It's spread out across the whole world. And that is coming from us as individuals. And I, and I do agree with you about the way in which the um, age of Aquarius is really shifting um, into that centralized position. Yeah, I think the energy is shifting. I, I, I can, I don't know if you can feel it. I can feel the energy shift. And yeah, and, and I think it's a good thing in a lot of respects um, that people are waking up and saying, hey, you know, wait a minute, maybe I want to do something different with my life than what I was doing before. And that may be the case in a, in a lot of, um, with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, um, all the things that people thought important have crumbled away. And so they're going to have to look to themselves for that creative inspiration. What do I do now? How do I contribute to the world now? And when we ask those questions, actually the divine answers, it's something that a lot of people don't realize that when we think, how can I be of service? You're going to get an answer that is of service that pushes you to be of service. And that's the way that the, the world is going to begin to heal. Well, talk to us about manifestation at this point, because that's really what you have always, um, you know, believed in is the manifestation. And I do, too. Um, It's hard sometimes to write affirmations when you're going through this, but it's probably a good thing. So um, what do you recommend? Do you recommend some? I always say, say affirmations. Do you say that as well? So I, I don't use the word um, affirmation. I just haven't used it. It wasn't because, you know, I'm so uh, locked in on Neville and it wasn't oh, right. a language that I right. used. But positive statements are the same, yes. I guess. What you want to say, the same yes. thing. So I think one of the things that can be, one of the things I definitely recommend, particularly for people who, who aren't used to doing this kind of thing, is to take a piece of paper and just put yourself in the center of that piece of paper okay. and then start to, Surround yourself with emotive states. Now, you can do this in one of two ways. You can just say how you're feeling now, or you can go for the kind of emotional state that you want to be in. Okay. And you do just like a mind map or something. You just put your name in a bubble in the middle of the, in the center of the page and do okay. those sticks and then draw, you know, happiness, courage. And it might seem silly. It might seem trivial. But what will happen is that your brain will begin to actually go and search for information that backs up what those words mean for you. And okay. as you begin to contemplate those, those words, your body will experience things. You will either secrete positive immune-boosting hormones or you're going to produce stress hormones. So these are really uh, simple, straightforward uh, exercises that people can do. And then if you want to do uh, either or, get rid of the ones, put a line through the ones you don't want to experience, and just keep focusing on the ones that you do. Journaling is going to be really, really powerful for people because there's a lot of data to take in right now. It's like, oh, my God, what do I do? Where do I go from here? You're going to have to start organizing your life Um, in written form that's something that's going to be very very powerful and what you can do is talk about your finances and do your best not to worry about what's happening but make a statement about 
what you desire your financial situation to be in this moment. Right. Because fear just begets more fear. And then that energy really brings our immunity system down, doesn't it? Absolutely. It it sows confusion. It shuts down the mind. It blocks you off to creative ideas. It even causes you to forget things, resources that you already have available to you. You won't be able to access them because you won't even see them anymore. And that's what fear does. Right. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, if you can, and and I have been positive. I have to tell you this. I don't know. Maybe I'm just because I'm so connected with God. I, I take it as it comes. I haven't been really afraid. I've been cautious. Um, but, you know, I've been, like you say, I've been staying, uh, really making an effort, and I'm going to say that everybody should do this, to eat well, to get exercise, to stay healthy. So if you do get this thing, that you can fight it off. And that's what I think the key is, just to really remain healthy um, spiritually as well as physically. Yes? Yes, absolutely, because I think, People don't realize just what the, the spiritual and the emotional side of us, the role it plays in our physical expression. They kind of feel that their emotions or their spiritual life is an aspect of themselves. It's actually the greater part of you. So if right. your spiritual side is healthy, your physical expression is going to be healthy. And right. you support yourself in that really kind of healthy symbiosis. You're, you're feeding your mind, you're feeding your spirit and you're going to be feeding your body as well. Those things are important because, yes, we might feel positive, we might feel good, but we need a healthy body to do that and to express those things. In. So it's important to take care of both. Yeah, because, well. I mean, a lot of people are at home, and it's easy to start drinking and smoking. And <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, sitting on the couch and eating the potato chips and the whole bit. But you've got to – yeah, well, it is. I mean, think about that. The kids are running around. I don't have little kids running around, but my, my – <laughs> My kids do, and um, that's one thing I I I feel the kids are having a, a difficult time. I do know my grandkids um, are are getting a little bored with the whole thing of being home, and they're doing some of the remote uh, schooling. Are they doing some of that stuff uh, in Nigeria and in the UK? Have you heard about the remote schooling, or are they doing that as Certainly well? Certainly in the, the private schools, yeah, teachers are uploading content to uh, YouTube and things like that. I know they're doing it in the UK because I used to speak to my sister's kids the other day, okay. and they're like, oh, no, we're, we're at school now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so, cool. um, they're back at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, the, uh, the children from poorer backgrounds, they don't have access to those resources, unfortunately. But, you know, you know that's life. They are out there with their families. They're, they're still okay. So we just, I'm going to continue to think positive and think about ways in which I can contribute. Yeah. Now, when you're over there, I mean, do you teach the ladies meditation? Do you teach them all these different things? Some of the, do you teach them about the chakras and how to clear the energy fields or any of that kind of stuff? Well, I haven't had an opportunity to teach any groups, so I've just done it on an individual basis. So right now what it has been is a person telling me what their particular issue is and Mm -hmm. me talking them through thought causation and how our emotive thoughts create experiences of our lives and then teaching them specific techniques for changing that for things like the I am exercise or the magic mirror, as I call it. So those kinds of exercises. Well, teach us one. Give us one today. (laughs) What's one you can tell the audience? What's one you can tell the audience? So many interviews. I talk about magic mirror because it's so easy. And what I love about magic mirror is that everybody looks in a mirror at some point or other. Okay. What happens is, When we look into a mirror, let's say we're um, uh, unhappy with our physical appearance, you might look in the mirror and you go, you don't realize that that actually registers with your body. Exactly, the cells of your body. So what I teach people to do is when you look in the mirror, before you look in the mirror, have an image of the person you desire to be. It might not be something physical you want to change. It might be just something about your life. And just imagine yourself in that role. And when you look in the mirror, look, directly into your eyes, not at your whole face and make sure that you're smiling and just think about converse with that version of yourself. It could be like, wow, you are so amazing. You're so successful, whatever it might be. And you want to do that for about one to two minutes and you do it in the privacy of your bedroom, your bathroom, wherever you might be. No one needs to know what you're doing. And I say, do that for about a week. Let that be the first thing you do when you wake up. What I do in the morning, I always express gratitude for the day and I go through that process. But when I go into the mirror, I remember to just say, wow, thank you. You're so beautiful. You're so cool. You're so something wonderful. Yeah, we are right. not good at talking about how wonderful we are. There's this peculiar guilt that so many of us 
I know. Why is that? I know. You're exactly right. You know, as you're telling me this, I, I want to mention that, um, you know, I... It's, it's so funny you would talk about the, the mirror thing today because Louise Hay has that book on mirror, you know, and I've been doing that recently. Mm-hmm. I haven't been as consistent as, I, as I'd like to be, but I'm going to keep going on it. But she says 21 days because I think they say if you do anything for 21 days, it sticks. So I really agree with you on the mirror work mm-hmm. because it's, it, and a lot of people have a really hard time looking themselves in the eye, you know, and saying these things. And it, that takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I just want to quickly add, um, Nancy, I was going to say before that some, someone asked me, isn't that narcissistic? And I said, no, no. absolutely not. This no. is not about making yourself better than another person. This is about, making sure you know how wonderful you are because when you're the best version of yourself, that's what you're giving to the world. That's what we're showing up as. So I absolutely agree. And yes, however long it takes, it's entirely up to the person. I don't really subscribe to that, but it's true. You know, psychologists say it takes you 21 days, 30 days, whatever it is to form new habits. So go with that. If you feel comfortable with that kind of structure, absolutely. As long as you're doing it, as long as you're looking in the mirror and you're speaking this really good, healthy talk to yourself, yeah. That's so valuable and so effective. I love it. And I like that you say do it first thing in the morning. Um, do that and then do your meditation, right? <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen, we are getting ready to go to commercial break. This is Nancy Earl. I'm here today with Catherine Jagaday. Here's her book. I'm holding it up if you're watching me on YouTube. Pick this up. I know you can get it at Amazon. Um, it's really awesome. She, We had her on and, and we talked, went through this whole book. And um, it's really a positive little manual to have. And you can go back. Um, to it and and pick out some of these great things that um, she helps us do to bring a po- bring a, a positive um, experience to our lives. We'll be right back. This is Nancy. We'll be right back with the high road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive.
we want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald. This is High Road to Humanity. Hey, if you guys are interested in visiting my website, it's nancyyerald.com. You can sign up for any of my classes or for a psychic reading. And while we're talking about information, Kate, how can people get in touch with you? Do you have a website? Give us your information. How do we find you? Yay, I finally have a website. Yay, <laughs> so all right. All the W's dot K-J-G-E-D-E dot com. I'm also on Facebook, so a lot of people are still reaching out to me through Facebook. I'm not answering any messages through Messenger. I want to have a more streamlined way of doing it. I've been working with clients now for, for a little while, so I'm really enjoying that process. Because of COVID, I now have to restrict what I do, just a little 15-minute um, video session and then an email kind of consultation at the moment until further notice and, and things move off again. But yeah, it's Kate jagede.com j-e-g-e-d-e is the last part.com and they can reach me that way yeah so you and if people are interested in working with you you know um you help them get tell 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 them what you do exactly like how do you how do you change people's lives what is it that you teach them kate right so for me um it's not just it's not so much about therapy i think there are therapists who do therapy as a mystic and as an esotericist i teach a very specific a type of work which is about activating our own innate gifts and teaching people how to use their imagination consciously helping them to understand the language of esotericism that Neville Goddard used so what is thought causation what is absolute causation what does consciousness mean what is a state of consciousness how do I change mine how, how do I identify mine those kind of skills and techniques and what happens when people particularly for people who are completely new to it they need to be introduced to the you know the core of the philosophy the foundation of the philosophy and then introduced to ways um, uh, to ways to apply the information practically so that's what I do and then we can as part of the work address something that they are specifically trying to manifest but I really want to emphasize that people say to me oh can you manifest this for me and that for me yeah but that's not what it's all about it's about you recognizing who you are and being able to take your gifts forward because you don't know what you're supposed to be doing in the world I'm not going to be with you holding your hand doing your work as a teacher, as a healer. I have no idea who you are when you come to me. My job is just to activate the ability that you have. Um, We start by solving some issue that they can't really get past, and then it's over to them. Gotcha. You know, for the audience, you know, you um, talk about Neville Goddard. Give the audience just a little um, idea how you, because you didn't really talk about this so much, how you got involved in this, how how you began. Can you just give a quick synopsis of how you, you know, studied his work and, and, and how that went. So there's a, a tiny bit about it in the, the intro to my book, Infinite Possibility, but for me, I was introduced to new thought and esoteric ideas um, as a very young child by my mother, who was very much into that. And then when I was a teenager, I was given a copy of Neville's book, Five Lessons. And for me, who was going through a time of questioning, particularly with the church that I was in and all of that, um, it seemed really challenging, this idea that, I could be God, substantively God, you know, that I am of the same stuff as God, that God is everything and therefore it's me too. It was a really challenging idea. And it's, okay, then what do I do with that information? I'm just this uh, uh, nerdy teenager, not really doing, you know, having the life that I want to have and all that kind of thing. And then this idea that actually the things that are happening to me aren't making me feel the way I do but the way I feel is making the stuff happen to me happen. That really, you know, shook my world. And when he said, okay, this is how you gain access to this incredible, infinite spiritual being that you are. And this is what you do once you have access to that information. Um, It's absolutely incredible. So for me, it really began as a teenager, somebody who, who just wanted to feel differently about life, who felt that there was more to life. Um, I've always been creative, but didn't really know what to do with that. And so using what he taught me, I was able to have wonderful experiences in my life. And and this is the kind of thing that I introduced to other people. Now, have you taught a lot of teenagers this? Because that's the perfect, I I love how you tell your story because I can, I can see that it would benefit so many young people. Do you, do you talk, do you get a lot of young people that you talk to? 
I hadn't actually done that. And it's really funny because in my second book, I'm just nearly finished editing my second book. I actually got inspired to talk about children. Yeah. And to say that it's, it's a way you can, I talk about my own experience as a child right. and how I was taught as a child by my mother in a way to inspire parents or people who look after children that you can impress these ideas on children as well. And I'm, I'm going to actually look into that, Nancy. I just had a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it's true. And it's funny. You're going to laugh. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Help. Have you ever seen the movie, The Help? Yeah, I have. Okay. Where she tells a little girl, you're kind. You know, she tells her, do you remember? She tells that little girl. Yeah. Uh, the, the girl who was writing the, the yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. She always <laughs> says, remember, remember you're kind and you're loved. And I, I can't remember all that she tells her, but it's interesting. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm. No, sorry, I was just agreeing with you. I remember yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, I remember the story where she said that. But you know what? It always makes me think. If we would tell our children that, I wish I knew all this stuff when my kids were little. But, I mean, I encouraged them. But I wish I would have, oh, she says, I'm important. That's what she says. I'm <laughs> kind. I'm important. And if we can give that information to our kids when they're little and it's it's programming them to be positive to be kind to know they are important i think that really gives a lot of self-worth to children i so as you're telling me this i think it would be great for you and you said you included it in your second book when's that coming out now kate Okay, so that's going to be 2021 now but um, oh, i have to wait for people to get back to the office um to find out what's going to happen next. Obviously, everything got pushed back. But, yeah, it's, it's for me, I, I felt really strongly this time. I actually went back and added that. It yeah. wasn't in the manuscript originally. But right. I thought, actually, I was introduced to this as a very young child, and it changed my life. And, and I believe when we think about children on medication and things like that, right. um, we could be doing some incredible work um, in the lives of children. Well, yeah, because we kind of program them um, in the beginning and, and – you know, if you don't have somebody who was encouraged or told that they were okay or told that they were wonderful just the way they were, that, you know, uh, loved unconditionally just as you are. I mean, a lot of people don't have that. And, and I think and they have to learn it when they get older. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I, I say there's a line in the book that when you impress this on children, you set them up for incredible experiences and successes um, down the road. Yeah, instead of trying to make them like a tennis pro or a golf pro yeah. or something like that, <laughs> let them do what they want to do, but just encourage them to be themselves and that they're perfect just as they are. And that's something that, yeah, I just think that's great. Hey, listen, I am really excited that you came to visit me today. We're just about to the end of our show. What's some uh, words of wisdom that you'd like to leave us with today, Kate? So while we're taking care of our physical bodies, it's important that we take care of our spiritual selves as well. And so we do that by what we feed ourselves. So what we feed on. So if you're consuming only news, if you're consuming only um, conspiracy theories or, you know, people's stuff on Facebook, then it's actually going to have an impact on your physical, physical body. Right. So maybe just dedicate one day a week, half an hour a day, whatever it is you're comfortable with, just purely dedicated to good things, positive things, things that uplift you, that are edifying, that um, are spiritual in nature, and really make sure that we're taking care of our spiritual health at this time. Right. I think that's fantastic advice. Thank you. I hope you'll come back when your new book comes up. Will you come back and see us? Absolutely. Thank you okay. for having me back on. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys, if you want to pick up her book, it's really, really awesome. It's called Infinite Possibilities. I know you can pick it up on Amazon. Give out your website again, Catherine. It's www.katefigetti.com. Okay. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. Thanks for joining this week. Don't forget to share this show with people. Everybody needs an uplift right now. And we will see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.